Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 30. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. Setting an intention to receive the clarity or guidance that you're seeking. And as I bring myself to the space, I do feel guided to speak about solitude and isolation, the importance of alone time, and what that really means coming from the perspective of a multidimensional being. Since we know today we also have a non physical aspect of self that you might say is never alone. So isolation and alone time to be in solitude might refer to the depriving of the five senses, the physical personality identity, your memories of who you think you are. And I had a difficult time receiving the inspiration, you might say, not difficult, but I was impatient waiting to feel the guidance or inspiration to connect here and then speak about something that was inspired from within. And I realized there's only one thing left to say. After being here 29 times, I have shared all that there is to know in regards to creating your own reality here. And now the only bit of information that I feel guided to share is that only through God is salvation possible. And I don't mean the God of your Bible, the Christian God, the angry God. None of the gods of the 4,200 religions. I mean the almighty presence of the I Am. The only presence active here. So as I am experiencing my own calibration into my preferred reality, dissolving any residual apprehension to stand fully in my role as an emissary of light and your brother, a way shower. This is only possible through God, through Source, the I Am. Because we can't live in two worlds harmoniously. So I'm with you on Earth trying to figure it out. In my personal life, coming to terms with moving and trying to feel comfortable in the body and just on earth as a whole. And then I realize in my anxiety as I'm trying to predict or prepare for the future, I'm in two worlds and that's what don't feel good. So today I would love to be an example of surrender to the divine, of a co-creation with the divine, the ability to put our future in the hands of Mother, Father, God, and have the clear knowing that all of our needs will be met. So as we speak about isolation and solitude, we are referring to the five senses, asking it to leave us alone for a while, so that we could be alone with our thoughts, alone with our feelings, which is to be alone with Mother, Father, God, since Source 
communicates with us through our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So let us see what comes up first in regards to solitude and isolation, the importance of alone time, which is a sure way to connect with the I Am Presence. Archangel Raziel, who is the master of esoteric knowledge and wisdom, reminds us that our self-discovery is our spiritual awakening. And only by being alone with our thoughts and feelings can we be in self-discovery, our observation of the self. So we have come to a point in our cycle on earth where we have integrated the five sensory data and we are at the timeline now of the integration of the non-physical aspect, the intuitive knowing. So you already know yourself when it comes to the personality identity. So when we say be alone in, in your solitude and isolation, we don't mean with the memory of who you think you are. In fact, we mean the counter opposite to that, which is a divine balance to another aspect of self, the non-physical version of you. In this episode, I only share my own experiences. I am feeling the adjustments happening within me to be calibrated into a more anchored position, meaning I will not budge now. I will not budge. This might be rigid. It might be to attach. But I feel inspired to stand my ground when it comes to the reality or the world I choose to reside in. And that is the kingdom of heaven. My only goal is God. And the more... I bring myself to this space, the more I am feeling inspired to dedicate myself, this self, the personality identity to source. So be alone in isolation is a reminder that you are never alone. We are never alone. We have fleets sometimes, groups of consciousness, encouragement and support, loved ones in spirit. And as we recognize our multidimensional beingness more, we can see how we are able to tune into this refined awareness or transmissions when we are turning away from the memory of who we think we are. So if you find yourself to this episode, it is time to be in quiet contemplation and meditation, to spend some quiet time alone, to be with your thoughts, to be with your feelings. And trust that you have a safety defense mechanism, you might say, that when you are resting in observation with the thoughts or feelings, there is a transmutation process that is occurring because you are co-creating with the non-physical version of you now. This is to become the observer, to watch the multifaceted aspects of self. So in this episode, we remind you to step back 
to observe the personality identity, the version of you you think you are, and watch it co-create with the intuitive essence of you, which is the majority of what you are. So we can't tell you how to sit alone in quiet contemplation or meditation. We can only guide you to face the suppressed emotions or the deep traumas that you have attached to that are creating a belief system that are forming your reality. It's time to assess the belief systems and the thoughts that we have identified with so much that you are now functioning as the memory instead of the integrated version who has received the data or the information. So what does be alone in isolation or solitude mean? It means to connect with the version of you you can't see with the two eyes. And from one perspective, you might say that is to be alone because we are not referring to the earth realm, to the physical space. This is what Brother Yeshua might have meant when he told us to be in the world, but not of it. You're in it. You're here. You're operating a vehicle that allows you to explore and experience physicality, but that's not who you are. So be in solitude and isolation means be your authentic self. Tune into the original source self aspect of you, which sits next to the creator perfect and untouched. You might ask spirit or higher self, which belief systems and ideas are creating my reality that I can detach from now? Or which information is distorted, which information am I creating my identity from instead of taking the info to be more whole, more integrated, a a higher vibrational being? And already you know which suppressed emotions or thoughts you have been avoiding because it takes a lot of energy to avoid this. But today... You are the most expanded version of you and you will handle this situation more successfully than you have in the past. Give yourself the opportunity to show yourself you're not who you used to be. So when you're in isolation and solitude, you are trusting the intuitive guidance more. This is what I'm working on today, feeling a little uneasy in my reality. I just moved, not sure what the future brings. I know what I feel guided to do right now, though. And right now is the only time, the only moment that truly exists, which can facilitate a harmonious future and a healed past. So I have not figured this out. I am working on it with you as we go in real time. A sense of unease. A subtle calling within me that wants me to be impulsive and to take action, to get up and move. But it don't feel good because it's coming from doubt and fear. Of panic. Of not knowing what the future holds. So I don't know what the future holds. And there's a version of me that is okay with that, that is exalted in that energy, meaning it is an opportunity for me to be my radiant self. And there's a version of me who don't like this at all, that I can't predict what's coming, that I don't know what the mystery holds for me. 
But if I walk my talk and practice what I'm preaching here, this means I know better not to look for the action steps in the physical realm to follow the intuitive guidance. And it is that panic and doubt and fear coming up within me that is the intuitive guidance letting me know that I am living in two worlds and that don't feel good. So I don't know what it will look like for you individually to be alone in isolation and solitude with your thoughts to face the repressed emotions that you have been avoiding for a while. But I do know what you really are and I see you in the brightest light. I remember your grace. I remember you descended first. So whatever it is that you are finding yourself to come to face to face with, you will handle it successfully. Put us to the test. Put me to the test, the words to the test, meaning practice it. See what happens when you stop looking to the physical identity for the next step. See what happens when you say, Mother, Father, God, I put my future in your hands. Please show me the way. See what happens when you give your will, the will of your personality identity, to the will of the Holy Spirit. I am not religious. I will never promote a religion here, but I do honor spirituality the Most High. Brother Jesus was no religion. Yeshua was no religion. He belonged to a sect of mystics. He practiced mysticism to understand the nature of reality and to know how manifestation works, to know that we create our own suffering here, and we only create it by living in two worlds. You can't do it harmoniously. So if you've been waiting for a sign that's going to nudge you in the direction of your highest good, to let go of the apprehension and to stand fully in your role as a master creator of your own reality, this is your sign. It's time. It's time to heal the trauma and the past experiences of the personality identity so that we can stand more anchored in the present moment, which gives us the foreseeing that the five senses is not capable of achieving. You can foresee through your alignment, through your vibrational resonance, meaning when you know how you feel, you know where you're headed. And when you don't feel so good, chances are you're trying to live in two worlds. So I speak very passionately on this episode, but I'm mainly, mostly speaking to self and sharing this experience with you as I am trying to decipher and translate more impeccably the emotions that I'm feeling. I feel an unease. I feel a sense of worry and doubt. But I know this isn't the case. I know another version of me knows all of my needs will be met. So this means I need to stand more fully in that role. And I open the door for all of us to go there with me. I can't take you, but I can show you the way. And the way is in the heart. The way is to pay attention to how you feel. And the five senses looks to the memory to construct how it feels. So this is why we say be alone in solitude and isolation, not with the five senses, with your higher self. What do you feel?
Our brother Buddha reminded us that you alone must walk the path. So this might point to the direction of solitude and isolation in a more interactive way. To know that your alone time is the preparation of the environment or the space that you are facilitating where Mother Father God can meet you. So in your alone time and contemplation and meditation, prayer might be a very essential part of this to become interactive, to become inquiring, to ask and receive. We feel alone in solitude because the personality identity refers to the physical realm for evidence of the experience. And when you can't see, feel, smell, or taste, we, in the personality identity, take that as a symbol or a sign of no connection or nothing there. But the invisible, where the non-physical aspect resides, is a reminder that only within are you visible, meaning within is it visible. It's invisible, not in the five sensory world, not in the earth realm. So your prayer and meditation is the next step in your solitude. However, we would love for you to refine the prayer and inquiring, meaning you're not begging, you're not hoping, you're not in despair. Once you create that space, it is done. You are affirming, you are proclaiming, you are invoking to call within, to, to make it so, to speak your reality into existence. So the conflict here is you and you. There's a tug of war with the five sensory aspect of self and the non-physical aspect of self. And as you can see in Earth today, the collective consciousness is shifting and this is reflected in the physical realm. It looks chaotic. There doesn't seem to be evidence of a positive outcome from where you are, but it's because the positive outcome is not in the memory. It is not in the five sensory world. You are leaving one world for another, and only in your trying to live in two worlds will you feel the discomfort. So today, more than ever, you are being asked to surrender, to completely surrender to the divine. And in doing this, you can refer to your own sense of comfort, your own inner communication with Source, the I Am, Mother, Father, God, however you resonate. And that is to get more interactive. So what might that look like? Well, first, we want to ask. If we are asking and receiving, what would we ask in isolation and solitude? Well, we would ask something like, Higher Self, can you please show us the timeline of my highest good? Higher Self, can you please show me what my priorities should be today to match the energy of my highest good? Higher Self, can you please bring to the surface the belief systems and the thoughts that are creating doubt and fear because it don't feel so good? It's up to you. You are creating your own experience as you go. It is unfolding. You are the unfolder of it. So we can't give you the 
actual steps to get there, meaning every path is unique. You will get there how you get there, but we can show you the way. And the way is to connect with the non-physical version of you, the intuitive knowing version of you. That does not refer to the memory in the five sensory world. However, you are co-creating with it now. You are both versions, all versions of the self now. You're not trying to be your higher self only and not be the physical personality anymore. This cannot be done. Well, as long as you are what you call alive, it cannot be done. We bring to you the concept that you can understand you are the physical personality and the non-physical version of you, but you are neither or both. You are the observer of the states of being or the states of beingness. And the personality identity, the ego, is a state of being. Your higher self is a state of being. So if you don't know what the path is bringing to you or where the path leads, good. This means that you are not referring to the personality memory anymore, and now you are riding the wave of momentum that's taking you towards your well-being. But if you are trying to bring the memory of this identity with into the momentum of your well-being, this is where the conflict will be created. So what questions could you ask of your higher self, your guides and angelic helpers right now that would give you the clarity that you need? Where do you feel confused? And I do feel guided to just share a personal question that I would ask, meaning me, your brother, the voice that you hear, the personality identity. I would say something like, Mother, Father, God, I am not sure which direction to go next. Can you please show me a clear sign of the direction you would like me to go? And immediately I hear a plane flying overhead. And this is a symbol for me that I need to raise my perspective, to have an aerial view. That I can't see the solution because I'm too in the conflict. And as I detach a little bit and focus on the breath and bring awareness to the heart center, I know that there is no action required of me except my alignment. To find a thought or a feeling that soothes me into a state of being that feels good or better than what I'm feeling now. And I do feel good. I'm in gratitude and appreciation. I live in bliss every day. But you get to a point where you feel like you have followed the guidance, you're doing what you feel like was asked of you, and now what? Now what? So the now what is the personality ego trying to predict what's coming next. And the feeling of not being able to foresee is what don't feel good. But we can tune into the version of self that doesn't need to predict or foresee because it knows where we're headed. It is holding the space of your final outcome for you. So a big part of this message in regards to being in isolation and solitude would be to hold the end in mind. Not the personality desire, but the end result. What if your end goal is just happiness or harmony? Or what if it's to be a creative or to be a CEO? Whatever would bring you the most joy that does not cause you or others harm. This is a 
great end goal or end result to hold. Now, this does not mean to focus upon it to become so rigid that you start to accidentally realize or pay attention or notice that you're not there yet. Sometimes you create doubt in your desire because you start to realize that you don't have it yet. And when you say don't have it yet, you're referring to the five senses that is trying to see evidence of the vision that you are holding. But so many times, almost all the time, you will not see the evidence in the physical realm because thoughts become things. The vibration will always precede the manifestation, meaning you need to feel it first. And if you find yourself in a phase or a cycle of confusion or doubt and worry, see this as a positive, that you are detaching from the data that you have been constructing yourself with every day, and you are going into a cycle or phase of new. It's a new beginning, new data, new information. So the only action step that spirit would guide us to do is to get in alignment. So find a thought or a feeling right now that can soothe you into a state of being that feels good. Use your imagination. Get creative. Archangel Mary, Mother Mary, reminds us that all of your needs are heard and they will be answered in accordance to your faith. This is to honor the law of non-interference. To take your power and to understand that you're creating your experience. So Mother Mary reminds us that our prayers are answered through our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And if you are praying for transmutation and to stand in the timeline of your highest good, you have to know that the energies that do not match this will rise to the surface. So sometimes your negative emotion is your prayer answered. It is what you asked for. And we cannot take away your doubt and fear because you chose it with your willpower. You calibrate yourself into the state of being that you find yourself in, in any moment. Nothing is happening to you. All things happen in response of you. So if you can distinguish that the five senses is not qualified to translate the vibrational interpretations correctly, meaning it sees a negative emotion as a bad thing, It sees negativity as negative, darkness, shadow. And spirit sees it as unilluminated light. Opportunity for growth, opportunity for awareness, as light is information. So your prayers are heard. They are being answered. Your negative emotion is the evidence of this because it is bringing to the surface that which you just asked to pray yourself away from. And how can you... Be rid of the emotion unless to transmutate it, to experience it. Remember, you cannot transcend duality. You need to experience it in order to integrate it, and then it can be transmutated. You need to have the data. So if you are in a very specific goal or intention as myself to be an emissary of light, to be a way shower, 
to give my free will to the free will of the Holy Spirit. This must mean all things that don't match that energy will rise to the surface asking for my attention so that I can do what I need to do. Love it, heal it, forgive it, whatever it is. Only you know the vibrational action required, meaning you need to counteract the energy you're feeling instead of focusing upon it because then you'll create more of it. If you have a negative emotion, this is an indicator it's time to get positive. It's time to choose a little bit more love or to stand more firmly in your preferred reality. Everything is a feedback loop system and you are the only presence here communicating with itself. We represent the point of singularity, you might say, the point of stillness where your heart is the witness to God themself in between the inhale and the exhale. This is where all of creation resides. This is where your imagination resides. This is where your intuitive knowing resides. Not in the five sensory realm. So today we speak to the five senses in a mentor kind of way that we love you so much. We love you so much. But you're making a mess. It's time to clean your mess. To stop miscreating. So any negative emotion is the indicator that you are looking in the opposite direction of higher self, looking away from the prayer you just asked for, or you are looking at your situation incorrectly. And most of the time, it's both. We're looking at the negative emotion incorrectly, seeing it as identity. We identify with it. We internalize it. We say things like, I am depressed, I have anxiety, when it is a data passing through the processing mechanism of the vessel or body. The higher self doesn't attach, it observes, it watches the feelings and emotions and thoughts, and then it takes the information that aligns with the preferred image or uh, preferred intention or goal or heart's desire. So above all else, you must know your desire. What do you want? What do you want? And it's not in the personality realm. Not a thing. You have all the things that you need. Vibrationally speaking, what do you want? What is your goal as a vibrational being? And again, I will share my goal. My only goal is God. I've suffered too much on the earth. I've wanted to die too long. For me to even think that I would be qualified to decide what to do or where to go next. I'm tired. Not me, the spirit. My personality identity is tired of trying to pull me along the path of memory. And I just won't go. I won't budge. But I can feel the inner conflict. So, hopefully I have helped you come to know your inner conflict in a deeper way, meaning have a deeper understanding that it is not a conflict. There is no solution to seek. It's time to give up the tug of war. So what do you want? What is your desire? What is your heart's true desire? What will bring you the most joy and happiness that you can also share this with the world? What desire can serve the highest good of all? 
technically they all can because as you vibrate at a specific frequency of love or above, this is how you influence the world. You are more in power in alignment in solitude and isolation than you trying to be out in the world fixing and solving problems. This is to perpetuate the illusion of being separate from Mother, Father, God. And we are. We came to a realm of existence where we are separate, seemingly separate, meaning we really aren't. We're interconnected, forever connected, an established connection. But we experience the illusion of separation so that we can go off, you might say, out into the boonies or the ghetto of the cosmos where no one really wants to go and that's where we are gaining the data and information that only we agree to come and gather so the gist of this message is to make sure you are matching the energy of your preferred reality or your desire and if you are in any sort of conflict or disease today, it is the indicator that you are moving in the direction towards your well-being, and the five senses is trying with all of its might to attach, to keep you entrapped in the memory and the routine because it feels safe in comfort and routine to be able to predict. So now we might be able to say this is what we mean this whole time when we say fall back in divine laughter to realize that it is much easier than you've been making it and it is only your perception of the emotion that causes the suffering. But if you can realize or remember that you are sort of a biocomputer that processes information, you get to choose the data that you attach to which will then create the identity. So every time you're in conflict or negative emotion, see it as a positive. That you are detaching from the personality memory and you are going towards the momentum of your well-being. And you can't live in both simultaneously. So the good news is, is your negative emotion is not bad. And if there were bad news, it would be that you're looking at the negative emotion as it's bad as if it's bad or working against you. But this isn't true, so there's really no bad news here. There's duality and polarity, the unbearable pain of feeling the illusion of separation from your creator. We can pinpoint things that would create dis-ease, but you don't need to experience it this way coming from a vibrational standpoint. Only the five senses experience it this way because it's not qualified to translate or interpret it correctly. It's not its business. So this is the final message we would love to say in regards to being alone in contemplation and solitude and isolation. Summoned or not summoned, God will be there. And whenever you detach from the memory of the personality identity, that's the only work that needs to be done. The other work is done for you meaning the established connection to what you call God. It loves you so much that it's just waiting for a path of least resistance to come into your experience. It's waiting for you to subside or slow down the momentum of your loop, the memories, the thoughts, your racing thoughts. And once you can quiet that down, then you tune into the guidance in the background that has always been with you. And we quiet this down by being alone. 
observing the thoughts, being in self-reflection. To distinguish which belief or thought feels good, which don't. This is the work. Alignment is a process of calibrating yourself into a state of being that you are currently not in. The only reason for alignment is because we get out of alignment. But we get out of alignment because we came to a realm of existence to see what happens when we get out of alignment. So there is no solution to seek all is well. All is well. What looks like chaos and destruction is divine order. It's just time for you to choose the reality you wish to reside in. Because you can't live in two worlds harmoniously. As we come to the end of this episode, I do feel guided to share some final thoughts in regards to solitude and isolation. Not even our guides, angelic helpers, and loved ones know how the path unfolds. They only know the final outcome, that all beings will eventually ascend and return home to Source. We are the unfolding of this path. Whatever we do has an influence and effect on all of the cosmos. You might say all of the cosmos is looking to us for the next step. We are creating the path as we go. Since we are the most furthest pinched away point from Mother Father God, what happens here determines everything. There is nothing set in stone except your theme. Your theme is your unwavering passions, your creativity, and your heart's desire. The thoughts that have been with you since you were a child. You cannot shake this. It is what it is. Those are set, absolutely. However, how you fulfill your theme is of you. You make the rules here. So if you can't see what's to come and you are having a difficult time not being able to predict or know which next step to take, good. It means you have to get more clear in your desire. That you have not become crystal clear in your preferred reality yet. That you are still dabbling with spirituality going in and out of 3D back to 5D and this is fine, you can do this. This is contrast, it's integration of data, but it won't feel so good. You have gathered all the five sensory data you need. It's basically your survival abilities, you know how to survive. And in fact, you always survive, you are immortal consciousness experiencing infinite states of being. So you get to decide. If you're unsure what is about to occur or what steps to take next, this means you're unsure with the world you want to live in. So what is your preferred reality? What feeling can you work on matching today that matches the preferred reality before evidence of seeing it in the physical realm? This is the work. To ask for a clear desire. And then to do your part by matching the energy of that which you have just asked for. And if we can feel 
the feelings, thoughts, and emotions of our preferred reality before evidence of it, then we will speed up the process. All is well. The gaze of the Creator is forever upon us. There is no need to worry, no need to be in fear. Nothing but your thoughts can cause you harm. Discipline your thoughts, feelings, and emotions to make sure every step you take is in alignment with your priority to create your preferred reality. Call upon your guides, your angelic helpers and loved ones. Get more interactive. Start delegating. There is no need ever to wonder or worry when you can create as you go. If you want to know what the future holds, pay attention to your most dominant thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Because as a master creator, this is what you're about to manifest.